Heyo, we are Fantasy on Draft. I am your host, NMFL. With me today, Maddie Saddy. What's up, Maddie? How you doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome. Glad you're here. Joe Griff's back. How you doing today, Joe? I'm great. I'm glad to get the return invite. All right. I'm glad you're back too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, excited for today's episode. We did some good stuff. Good stuff this week. But first, just a little housekeeping. Uh, like we always say, if you're already hearing us, you've already found us. But we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. We'd love to have you follow us and rate and review on Apple. It definitely helps people when they're searching for fantasy podcasts. It helps us pop up. We have a Facebook page at Fantasy on Draft. We also have a Bad Fantasy Football Trades page, which is fun to see bad offers and shitty trades that go down in your league. We'd like to see post those and they make the episodes sometimes. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy on draft. Check us out there. Patreon is a place that you can help support the show financially if you'd like. For as little as a dollar an episode, you can help support and keep this podcast running. Keep us talking into your ear holes. Seriously, even a dollar helps, you know, a cup of coffee a month. There's also perks of being a Patreon member, including mock drafts that we want to have you guys do, rookie rankings, and we actually started to set up our Discord channel this week. You guys got that invite, right? You We're guys, in there. We're ready to go. Yeah. So we'll start putting some stuff on there probably this week and start getting people chatting us up, and we it's a way for you to interact with us. It's going to be sweet. For today's episode, we actually did a way too early mock draft. We did it for a redraft league, and we're going to go through that. We'll touch on some NFL news and notes, and we're eventually going to get to the drunken trade of the week. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. This is a collab from Carl Strauss and Sierra Nevada. Carl Strauss is in San Diego, and Sierra Nevada is in our backyard. That's pretty sweet. The name of the beer, What's Cooler Than Being Cool, and it is a cold IPA. Anybody ever heard of a cold IPA? It's my first. This is news to me. Yeah. I like them cold. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, apparently, it says that cold IPA is brewed with lager yeast and fermented at a slightly warmer temperature than I guess that I'm assuming than a lager would be, which has the hops be the star of the show. While the addition of flaked corn malt makes this beer super dry, crisp, and oh-so-drinkable. It's bright and citrusy with a pop of tropical fruitness and notes of sweet grapefruit. As for what's cooler than me and cool, the chance to collaborate with the absolute legends at Sierra Nevada. Feels pretty close, don't you think? That's Indeed. right from the can there. Have you guys tasted it? Joe, what do you think? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I, I don't really, yeah, I don't know about the, the whole lager yeast thing. I've, I've had Imperial Pale Lagers before, and... I've, I've, you know, I don't, I don't really like them. I always kind of just wish it was a straight IPA. This is different though. This really feels like an IPA with just a hint of the lager. It is crisp. It's, I mean, it's damn near clear, um, but it's still got that really nice hot profile. I like the grapefruit that comes in, um, stays a little bit, still, oh, lost it. a little bit sweet, but still, you know, has a nice, uh, nice bitterness to it. So I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, actually. So when you first poured it, I thought it was, uh, actually just a type of lager in general, not an IPA. And, uh, it's really smooth beginning. And then it's got that little kick at the end. I was going to say it tasted a little stiff for, you know, I thought it was gonna be more of a like daily drinking lawnmower beer type stuff, but it is that IPA. And then what I saw was 
damn near 7%. I was like, well, this is actually really easy to drink for 7%. So um, initially I was going to kind of give it like a six, but I, after having a couple drinks of it, I'm starting to really like it. I think it's probably closer to a seven. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I, my first taste, I didn't get enough IPA in it. It was a little just light on the hops, even though they said they're trying to make the hops shine. But the second taste kind of went bigger, kind of let it sit in my mouth a little bit. And yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think, I think it's pretty good. I usually like the bigger punchy in the mouth hops punch so it doesn't quite have that but it is nice and crisp i i think i'd give it about a six and a half yeah you have a rating for it joe um i'll go seven one i've been i don't know i guess i've been doing a lot of hazy juicy stuff lately so maybe this is just you know the different kind of style that i'm just digging right now but uh, yeah i'll give it a seven one seven two okay there we go it's been around Chico, at least in cans. I'm sure you can probably find it in a lot of places. Both Carl Strauss and Sierra Nevada have pretty good uh, distro. So I'm sure lots of places in California you can find it. Um, Matt did, it, did mention it. 6.9 ABV. Nice. 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 <laughs> and um, You know, I'm changing my answer. It's a 6.9. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> and yeah, Carl Strauss is in San Diego. You can fi- find them at Carl Strauss Beer and www.carlstrauss.com because it was actually brewed with or at their their location. Sierra Nevada went down there and, oh, that's cool. and did that with them. So it's pretty cool. Big fan of Carl Strauss. Their red ale is just one of my favorite beers. Yeah, the, the red trolley, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Whenever yeah. I see it on tap somewhere, I always go for it. Yeah, good beer. Um, okay, we'll get into some NFL news and notes. Not a whole lot of stuff going on this week. After I feel like our our last couple of weeks, it was going crazy. Things have kind of settled a little bit. Um, we did see Devontae Parker was traded to the Patriots. Um, Devontae Parker in a fifth, and they got, got a third back. Um, he's a former first-round pick, has potential to be a true number one for New England. Does that excite you guys at all? Uh, for me, it does. I actually think he's this offense that they have going over the Mac Jones and Belichick. I think they're going to make him um, not necessarily a priority, but they're going to target him. And he's got a ton of talent. He just hasn't had like a great quarterback to throw to him for a while. And Mac Jones kind of has that pedigree where he looks like he could be a really valuable quarterback this next year. So I'm excited to see what uh, Parker does over there. Yeah, I'm kind of in between. I think it's one of those things when you're drafting, you know, don't don't get crazy. Don't get too excited and reach. But at the same time, if he falls to you and you're already doing OK at receiver, I mean, that's nice upside. So, you know, I'm in between, you know, could be really good. But, I, you know, I'm not I'm not investing too much in it. Yeah, yeah, I think even if he's their number one receiver, that probably doesn't make him a fantasy number one. Right. Receiver. Right. Of course. Absolutely. Agreed, yeah. But yeah, I think that for the value you can get for him, that'll probably be be good could be a sneaky pick later in right if he just pops up there and you see that name you're like okay fantastic That's people have seen that name and kind of you know been burned or given up on him yeah. and you know, you might get him <laughs> yeah raise my hand raise <laughs> hand went up yeah um sad unfortunate news uh, about Dwayne haskins quarterback for pittsburgh steelers he passed away this last week he was in a tragic accident where he was hit and killed um as a vehicle versus pedestrian uh, sad day for Pittsburgh, sad day for him and his family. He was just 24 years old. Um, sad when something like this happens. It, it's always tough. We always play fantasy and we have these players and we say they're on our teams and, you know, and, well, I have this guy and I have that guy. And, you know, then when something like this, it really brings it back to real life and not so much just the, the fantasiness of it. So it was sad to see that the mortality of it all. I mean, it's a fantasy podcast, but it's also just, you know, he was a player. He was, you know, apparently just an awesome person. Everyone had just great things to say about him. You know, a young 
person that just got in the league. We're all excited to see what he could do, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Shefty caught a little heat. I don't know if you guys saw that. Shefty tweeted out and included a little blurb about how he struggled to catch on or, you know, Ooh, you know, toiled away. At, well, I don't know the words, but it yeah. just, it was so unnecessary at the time that yeah. a lot of players called him out for it. And, you know, admittedly, you know, we'll semi bash guys at times, but, you know, we're, we're just kind of doing it from the, from a fun standpoint and talking about it from fantasy wise. But, you know, when it comes Some, down to real life, you know, it's, yeah. it's not relevant. But right. Well, someone like Sheffy with such a huge platform, I mean, he's the first to break any news. He should probably be a little yeah. bit better about that. I did, see, just a bit. I did see he did some kind of apology, but I never saw the original tweet. But I knew he, like, immediately. Yeah. Cause it wasn't it egregious, but at the same time, it's like, there's no need to throw it in it there. It could have yeah. been a very, now. <laughs> a very quick snippet, you know, unfortunate accident. But to yeah. add, like, statistics, I mean, it's... It's more than football at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So. He retweeted almost the same exact tweet, just left out that he struggled to make the team. And I mean, that's right. basically what it was. And it was just unnecessary. Right. You know, yeah. just we can talk about he... that on the podcast, not in memoriam. Good right. grief. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're just going to jump right into our six pack of the day. What we're doing today is we're going to do six trivia questions. We've each come up with two and we're just going to ask each other and we're going to answer live and and see what we can do. And then we'll actually hear the answer. See how good we can do. Um, Joe also said he had a couple extra that he's going to try to put on discord um, this week. Get you guys to guess on those. That'll be fun. Just see what see what your answers are. Don't cheat. Don't look anything up. That's right. Everyone be cool. So uh, we'll just start off. Uh, Joe, hit us with your first trivia question. Okay. And I need you guys to pause for a couple seconds, give our listeners a chance to think about it, and then we'll, we'll hop in there. Good so point, good point. Here we go. Number one, we're going to do a little throwback action here. Who is the MVP of the first two Super Bowls? Same player. Okay. Who was the MVP okay. of the first I, two I, I Super Bowls? I think I got Bowls? an answer. Yeah, I think I, I got something here. Okay. We're thinking about all right, who won them? Now yeah, I, the I know who won them, and I'm just yeah. the the MVP. I'm a little. I'm gonna. I think we've given you people enough time to come up with their answers. Hit me. Uh, I'm gonna go Bart Starr. I was also gonna go Bart Starr. Bart Starr is correct. All right, all right. All right. All right. the Green each. Bay Packers. Yeah, back to back MVPs, back to back wins. I didn't actually know that. I knew that they had won Super Bowl one for sure. Right, and then. You know, I so that was just kind of yeah. the guy. I mean, if you would have said it was somebody else, I would have been surprised. But all right, I feel good about that. Literally, all I had was I knew Green Bay won the first Super Bowl, and <laughs> I was like, and I was like, okay, so Brett Favre started in 1972, <laughs> so it's got to be before that. That's I think exactly he was still backing was. up at that point. <laughs> he was on the he was right on the bench. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was number one. Well played. Number two, besides Bill Belichick, because we're a little too familiar with him. Besides Bill Belichick, who is currently the longest tenured coach in the NFL? Oh, I like this, and this is a good one. Ooh. And I'm stuck on two. And by longest tenured, just to clarify, that is the same team. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, those okay, guys have been okay. moving around. But yeah, yeah same yeah. team other than Bill Belichick. Oh, man, there's two that I'm really <laughs> torn between. But I think I... Think I okay, I, so I'll answer first this time. Okay. Answer. And I will say that this is... This is as of now. Right. Like recent developments come into play with this. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Okay, so now I'm going to change my answer. Okay. No, nah, I'm still going. Andy Reid? I'm going Tomlin. Mike yeah. Tomlin is the correct answer. Damn. It is Mike Tomlin. Um, not far behind is Harbaugh with the Ravens. Okay. Oh. But the number two, which this is news to me, this is all because I looked it up, um, Sean Payton. 
and he oh. just oh no re- way quasi retired slash right. took a break. Those were not the two I had in my head. I yeah. was gonna say Bruce Arians for some reason, and when you brought up like current events, it's like oh yeah, because he just stepped down, but he hasn't been. Well, with he Tampa was with, he was with Arizona yeah. not too long. Yeah, ago, that's right. right. That's yeah. why. I was, okay, but yeah, there you go. So Mike Tomlin. All right, uh, two to one. Yeah, I was thinking Seattle. Um, Wilson is on the list. Yeah. He's maybe uh, he might be right after Harbaugh. He's he's there, but yeah, not quite as high. Uh, not Wilson. No. Um, what is their coach? What did I say? You said Wilson. Right. It's Russ? Pete, Car- Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. There we go. I mean, we Sheesh. we know there who's calling go. the shots, okay. but so six six point nine percent. Yikes! All right, Maddie, what do you got for us? All right, so. Mine has to do with quarterbacks. Um, Trevor Lawrence was a rookie this year, and he had the most interceptions with 17, but he was tied with someone else who had somewhat of an opposite season. What quarterback tied him with 17 interceptions? Tied with the most? That's right. Man, I thought I, I knew who had the most. Season. Oh, oh, man. Well, I think I know who I, like, I, know who I thought had the most. This is uh, this is a uh, this I was on footballstats.com. Yeah, no, I, I am not pausing to give the listeners a chance. I am pausing because I am <laughs> perplexed. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my answer out there. Dude, I'm gonna yeah. go with uh, the cowboy, uh, or the sheriff. I mean, Peyton. Wait, wait, wait. we're talking about this past season. <laughs> yeah, this or past season. This, this past last season. football season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, what. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, just as long, both of mine have to relate with this season specifically. Okay. So okay. Trevor Lawrence tied with 17 interceptions. Who was the other quarterback that tied him? With that many interceptions. Other quarterback It's a great oh, man, question. That's a good one. Could yeah. it be um Mahomes? He threw a Damn. Lot. Yeah. I hate to yeah, I hate to bandwagon, but yeah, I'm hopping on with Mahomes. Matt Stafford, 17 interceptions. And wow. And he won the Super Bowl. Complete opposite record. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's, that's a good a great, one. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I was blown away by that statistic. Fantastic. I was like, okay. Uh, all right. You know they're looking for a trivia guy at the comments. You might want to <laughs> check that out. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, next question. Uh, <laughs> so next one has to do with yards uh, per pass completion in the NFL. I'm going to read you number three and number two. You have to tell me who number one is. The third best was Matt Stafford with 12.1 yards per completion. Number two, his Super Bowl rival, Joe Burrow, with 12.6. Who is number one? Okay. That's a good question. And, and I'll give you a hint. He may not have a starting job this oh, season. Oh, that is a huge hint. I, yeah. Um, I was ready to go. I mean, I was, would have been happy to guess Mahomes again just because of all those deep balls. But all right. I was thinking Justin this. Herbert. So you're sure you'll be the number one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> guess you're right. Guess that's up in the air. Um, uh, Justin Herbert is tied with 10. Okay. So I'm just going to give you that right now. It's not Justin Herbert. And he might not have a job. Starting job. Starting job, right, right. So Matt Stafford with 12.1, Joe Burrow with 12.6. Man, I would have had an answer for sure until you said doesn't, might not have, might not have a job. You know, Cousins came to mind. And it's completions? It is attempts? yards per completion average. Jameis Winston. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Davis Mills. It is Jimmy G. 12.7. Wow. 
And I think that how much how many yards after the catch? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and that is that is the biggest part. It's because of how much he just pitched it to Debo, and Debo ran crazy on the field. Man, I saw I saw that statistic. I was like, this is not possible. Like I looked, and it was it's exactly right. So a dot is right is average depth of target. Yeah, and he has the lowest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy not known for his long. The long ball is actually <laughs> price yeah, per that's crazy. Or, yeah. All right. I'm going to jump into mine here. I think the first one's going to be easy, but the follow-ups a little bit. Uh, who broke Steve Largent's record of 100 receiving touchdowns? Okay. Is this all-time or was this last year? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go. Let's go all-time. Because Cooper Cup had a pretty good year. <laughs> who broke it with 100, huh? He had a Steve Larger had a hundred. That was a record for a long time. Okay, I, I, Who I got broke my answer. It was a hundred and one. I'm I'm gonna be off, but I'm gonna go with Jerry Rice. That's what I was gonna say because he's the all time. Right, he had like two oh eight. Um, it is Jerry Rice. He okay. did break it. He was the first one to go one oh one. He's at one ninety seven. I think he's at two oh eight. Um, total touchdowns. I believe he okay, had quite a sure. few. Some 208 rushing. does stick out in my head, but 197 receiving. But okay, Steve Largent had it for, for a long time at 100. Now, what number do you think he is on the all-time list? Good girl. And this, I mean, just you don't have to wait. You can just... 27. Um, yeah, I'm going to say 21. No, he's, he's 10. But oh, that's okay. still everybody else. Has how how long did he have that record? I don't know the exact because he was in of that. Um, I only have a few guys here, but the next guys listed, Don Maynard had like 89 through 1979, and it was broken in 92 or something like that. Wow. So he yeah. had it. I mean, he had it for a few for a while. But yeah, now Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Chris Carter, Marvin Harrison, Larry Fitz, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Tim Brown, Tony Gonzalez, man, and then Gronkowski's at ninety-two. Can he break it this year? So, I mean, just that shows you the passing era that we are in. Oh, absolutely, it's so live, and it's oh, and it's take a look at it from the other side. So, Emmitt Smith holds the rushing touchdowns record. Will that ever get broken? Right, Right. with all these dual backs and so much throwing. Ah, I I mean, with Legarrette Blunt not in the league anymore, probably not. (laughs) Frank Gore. All right, this is just a fun one. I don't expect a whole lot of people to know it. Um, what NFL quarterback has made the most money with the least number of wins to show for it? Oh, man, that's a great one. Okay, so I have, I have the guy in my head. I can't remember his damn name, though. I have two guys. Man, I have two guys. Both at some point played for the Raiders. To be honest, I don't know all the teams this guy played for. Okay. So, okay, one more time. The Okay, what NFL quarterback has made the most money right. with the least number of wins to show for? So are we talking like dollars per win, basically? Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. So, okay, I'll just, I'll just throw him out there. Okay. So Jamarcus Russell comes to mind because he got a monster contract, and in my mind, he won one game like it was bad okay the other one that comes to mind is mr matt flynn who showed out when aaron Rodgers went down threw for a thousand yards against the patriots 
that got him, I think, a massive deal in Seattle. Seattle, that's yeah, yeah that's and right. he basically didn't in. play. Yeah. yeah, and then I think he went to Oakland after that, and again picked up a big deal. I don't know why, and I don't. You know, same thing. I don't think he he barely played, let alone got. Wins. I wish I would have. I didn't write everybody down. I I wrote the the guy down the answer, and yeah. then I wrote down some other players. But I'll just I'll get into it. So my question is: the person I was going to guess, and you guys are going to have to help me out because I can't remember his damn name. He got paid by the Texans. He got absolutely monster contract not too long ago. It's in the last like ten years. Brock Osweiler. Yes, that was oh, going to be my yeah. guess. Brock That's... Osweiler, because his contract at the time was ridiculous, and he won. Probably so nothing. I believe though that. Wasn't he the quarterback the year that they like him and Peyton kind of shared some stuff and they were really good for a couple of years? The answer is Chase Daniel. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. He has he's only only been paid thirty seven point eight million in his career. And how many he's played it? He's played. Well, a he's lot. been on rosters he's for been a lot, lot of years. Yeah. He has two wins to his name. Smooth Do you know how many starts mil? he has? trying to help like, this guy out like Come seven on. it was like five or seven okay. all right um but 18.9 million per win Ooh, wee. uh some other guys steve young with 94 wins he gets 525,000 per win <laughs> troy aikman <laughs> we just okay Tro- steve young overpaid <laughs> <laughs> troy aikman 94 wins 590,000 per win oh my goodness dan marino 147 wins 350k per win so chase at 19 mil per win that's uh that wow. is it's, man that's crazy that's a fun one too his agent is just laughing his ass off <laughs> maybe if i remember i'll try to put some more of that list on the discord too That'd so be our cool. patreon yeah, people awesome. can at least see some fun. of the other people that that were on there all right guys let us know hit us up on our facebook page or our email fantasy at gmail.com if you want to play those answers um if you want to let us know if you're on our patreon if you're on discord you can send them to us or just, you know, enjoy it. Good stats. That was fun. But let's jump into our mock draft. We did a 12, like I said, we did, it was a redraft league. We did 12 team, one quarterback, half point per reception um, mock draft. We did it on sleeper and we randomly picked draft spots for the three of us with the sleeper app drafting the other teams. Joe started us off with the number one overall pick. I had picked three. And Matt had picked number six. I was just thankful not to be surrounded by you jerks. I know you're going to vulture people I like. <laughs> and there was some of that. I'm, I was, I was, it, I, there was, what I did is I made it audit or what do you call it? I made it pick for us randomly. And there was one where it had us right next to each other. I was like, ah, that's not going to be fun. So I hit it again. And I kind of wish I would have to seen how much we would have like sniped each other yeah. and, and, and do all that. I kind of like the variety, though, just to see different spots. Right, right for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Right. So basically, we're just kind of going to go through it. We're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about all of our picks, and we'll just kind of talk about some significant picks that happened around us. Probably go all through the first round, maybe the second round, and then what we want to do is we want our Patreon people to vote on Discord on which of our teams you think is the best, and the losing team, the losing drafter. We'll take a shot on our next episode live. Something bad, something we don't want to do. Take a shot, get a tattoo. <laughs> get it, yeah, yeah. Right, there you let's go. Let's do this. 
All right, uh, Joe, you had the one one. First thing, were you happy to get the one one? Thrilled, absolutely thrilled. And uh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's always tricky to know where to be. I think in this draft, thrilled. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. All right, what'd you do at one? So I went, I went JT Jonathan Taylor out of the gate. I thought that's an absolute no brainer. Yep. A lot of times they're like, okay, I want to be in that top three, that top four. You know, who knows? This one, I for me, he's just number one. Like, I don't, I didn't have to think twice. Um, I mean, first round, you're gonna have a bunch of winners, but JT Cannon has done it all. Um, he's shown he can do it. He can show he's durable. Um, there's not really a ton of changes on that team, except for holy cow, their quarterback got better, yeah. which means more points, which means more points for JT. So I think it's it's easy. I love it. Um, yeah, Break, give it. All day. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have definitely, definitely been my number one for sure, too, if I would have had the one. Consensus number yeah, one. It's, yeah. yeah, every time I looked up last year, he was just running his ass off scoring a touchdown. It just happens so often. He's the man. Yep. I had him in Keystone last year and just loved every minute of it. Yeah. And hopefully. To the playoffs. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, hopefully, I think we're doing a dynasty draft at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely for me, he, he's probably the one one there, too. I think he yeah. would be for sure with yeah. his age and what he's doing. I mean, that would. Third yeah. year, right? It's his third year. Yeah. Dalvin Cook, he went to team two, and then I was on the clock. I was happy to take Derrick Henry in, in a redraft league. Again, in Dynasty, this would be different, but in a in a redraft league, he just I mean, what was he? He was like he was like running back 14 or something like that last year and in eight games, eight games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I was I was super happy to get him there. I did take him over CMC. I just think. I don't know. I'm a little scared of CMC. I mean, here. But here we just said Derrick Henry's coming off a year where he only played eight games, but back to back years of CMC being injured i just i yeah. was happy to go derrick Henry. it's it's one thing you know a, a jones fracture it's you know that's one of the bones in your foot it's a fracture it's not necessarily something that like comes back to haunt you like a soft tissue injury so in that re- respect i'm not as worried and cmc he's had a variety of things yeah you yeah. know when we start anytime you're like hamstring acl it's like oh but so yeah i agree with you that just great pick just that workload that he gets in carolina it's not a lot of people can handle that much right. and you know it, it's no surprise he is getting hurt and there's that uncertainty it's like that is you want him when he's amazing but man if he just he just can't stay on the field and he is one of those things where the upside when he is on the field i mean oh my god you know here in our draft team number four they were happy to take him they took christian mccaffrey at four um because even last year he didn't play that many games but he was scoring you 30 points a game and there's not another running back doing that right so it's like it's just it's such the risk versus reward but in the first round, I feel like you want to go safe. Yes. Because losing your first round pick just crushes you. Yeah. What number are you comfortable drafting Christian McCaffrey at? I don't know. Around, I mean, around four, I think you do have to start kind of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that depends. I always try to go running back early, especially in redraft. Mm-hmm. Um, I just there's so many wide receivers. I feel like you can get wide receiver depth and and value later that it's hard not to go running back. But that man, that that risk is just there. I'm looking at guys that are drafted after him in the first round, and there are some people you see up here, and you're like, man, I might go safe and get this guy right. instead. Like, right. yeah, and yeah, I mean, Eckler was there. You're looking at Justin Jefferson, and I mean, 
yeah, Eckler's not a sexy name like McCaffrey, but I mean, he's on a way better team that is going to spread that ball around and he's not going to get the workload. Right. And Carolina is, as far as I know, unless they did something I missed, they're still going to be garbage this right. year. And so, I mean, that poor guy's just going to get trounced all year. So it is tough. That's going to be a tough one. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes in a lot of redraft leagues where he yeah. gets drafted. Um, Devontae Adams went next. He went at five. And then, Matt, it was your turn. And I had to go with the cheetah. Uh, he was available. Um, I didn't want to go wide receiver too early, but when you have the opportunity to get someone like Tyreek Hill and, you know, as Joe stated uh, last podcast, that they're planning on using him like Debo Samuel. Right. And that is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like having that kind of player with that electricity on your fantasy team, it makes you fall in love on fantasy again. You yeah. just, you want that fun, exciting player. And uh, you know what? I've never had Tyreek Hill. And so in this situation, I was like, you know what? Let's get the cheetah on this team. Yeah. I, um, I did have, uh, you know, this inner conversation going on about Eckler because Eckler was available and I do like him a lot. Uh, but like I said, Tyreek there, it's a fun name. Um, I think he'll be more fun to watch than Austin Eckler's year. Yeah. I, I think the, the Debo, you know, of comp, if there's, and they've kind of already said it, they're going to use him that way. That could be, that could be huge. They start getting Tyreek the ball as many times as they're getting Debo, even those, you know, quick hitters and shoot, giving them the ball behind the line or whatever. It could be crazy. Yep. Austin Eckler did go next. He went seven. Justin Jefferson, who you mentioned, went eight. Cooper Cup went nine. Cooper Cup's the fourth wide receiver off the board here. What do you guys think about that? You think that's correct? You think that's late? I mean, that's after the season he just came off of. I think if you're in that nine spot, you're, you're, you're stoked. I mean, uh, he really sh- shined bright when Robert Woods was not playing and Robert Woods is now gone. They brought in Allen Robinson, but I think Coop is going to, you know, he's going to have another really good year. I don't see why he doesn't. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great at, at nine. Nothing about his season that he had this year to me stood out to be like an anomaly. Like nothing was like weird, you know, like he was just catching the ball all the time. And it wasn't like they weren't doing the Debo stuff with him. Mm-hmm. He was just catching a lot of balls and scoring. I mean, he just was really, really good. And he yeah. made it look so yeah. easy. It was so just his route running. It was compact. Him and Stafford were on the same page all the time. It was effortless. And yeah, like Joe said, you're at nine and he falls to you and you know, you have that question of is he better than Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams? That's up for debate. He probably won't have the year he did last year, but it, I mean, that was insane last year. And like I said, it was effortless. That's, yeah. It's kind of an interesting point. You know, if you're talking, if you're in one of these leagues where you get to choose your draft position, these are things to start thinking about. Like, okay, if I don't really have a big preference between Adams, Hill, Cooper Cup, you know, in that little slot, don't pick five or six, right, right. pick nine, because yep. then you get a soon, quicker pick coming back. Um, so you that rebound is really about, nice. Yeah, yeah. If you get to choose your spot. Absolutely. Travis Kelsey went at 10, the number one tight end off the board. Are you guys tight end early guys at all? Do you, I mean, I say no, I, I've never been. And you know, you're going to find out that I, <laughs> I had a little, you know, it, it just depends on the position. I don't like this pick. Um, Kelsey is a stud. I have concerns now with Tyreek not being the deep threat over, um, over the top. Um, he's still going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be a top one, two, three, whatever. I just think it's too early. And I don't think he's that much better than the next two guys. And that's where I lie too. I am a tight end early guy. Usually 
but I don't want to be the first one. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless if if Travis Kelsey fell real late in the second, maybe I would do that if it, if I had a sure. later pick. Yeah. But I wouldn't. I mean, at ten, I there was many other people I'd rather have than the first tight end. Yeah, you look at some of the names that are right behind him, yeah. and those sound so much more appealing. Yeah, um, just coming right up, like you're saying, right off behind Stephon Diggs, Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. I mean, those are jeez. Those are some big names. I yeah, want those um, guys. <laughs> yeah, those are. And, you know, with the way that, you know, the tight end pool is, there's three, maybe four amazing tight ends, two elite tight ends. And then everything else is kind of a just, a, you know, hazy, you know, scenario of matchup based games the rest right. of the year. So if you can wait and get someone later, it's kind of a better option for you. Um, that being said. I don't think anyone would ever be upset having Travis Kelsey on their team. It no, just, it, and it's sure, just one of those things. It's, sure. it's, uh, you just have to really think about it and you have to make sure it's going to be worth it. And that I don't, I think having Travis Kelsey is amazing and sets your team up where you have a position advantage over your player. But when you then don't have this team, for example, didn't take a running back till four, two, you know, so your other positions are going to suffer so bad. Are, what are we on? Are we on 11 or 12 here? Uh, well, I did mention 11 was Stefan Diggs. Right, so 12 was 12. Kelsey. Was, no, 10 was Kelsey. 10 was 10 Kelsey. Kelsey. 11 was Stefan Diggs. 12 was Najee Harris. Right, right. Okay. And then, you know, the Cooper Cup team at nine, they went Cooper Cup, Alvin Kamara. I mean, that sounds pretty great to me. Yeah. <laughs> Kamara makes me nervous, but yeah. You think he's going to get suspended? I, oh, I do. I think 100% just how much is the question. Yeah. I think we talked a little bit last time yeah. that like five, six games, kind of the Kareem Hunt situation. Kareem Hunt, for anyone that didn't see the video, it was a female, which makes a difference, but it was, it was gentle. I don't want to yeah, condone no, anything. Th- that's correct, yeah. But it was more of like a nudge with the foot versus like a kick. It was not violent. It was more like just get out of here. Right. It was like a push off. Camara, I have not seen the video. I don't know. The video's out. Pummeled this yeah. dude. And then his squad continued to pummel him. I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess you're right. They said he was unrecognizable. Right. After, which is. I've seen pictures of him. I, I haven't seen that. Oh, I, was, I, I believe, I, I can only assume that someone like Alvin Kamara and probably some of his friends are probably just as big as he is, if not bigger, doing that to him. And I'm guaranteed it's not good. So we will see how the NFL handles it. It's always uh, interesting. There's always, you know, because it really is. Cause I mean, you, you lose people for betting, but you know, other guys, uh, you know, they get in a fist fight and they're like, yeah, it's time served. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like the NFL and DraftKings are in bed together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode sponsored by DraftKings <laughs> sponsored by FanDuel. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb went at two five. So that person has Justin Jefferson, Nick Chubb happy there. The Austin Eckler team went Austin Eckler, Saquon, that could be absolute amazingness. Could be terrifying. Or it could be just scary. And That team actually good. is fun to look at the lineup. Um, obviously, it's automated, but going Eckler, Barkley, and then the next round, he gets DeAndre, Kyle Pitts, Brees Hall. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of question marks there, but if that's firing all cylinders, that team is going to be putting up some high points. Yeah. Yeah, Barkley's up there with the... Feaster famine. Right? I know. I mean, yeah. it could be if he's back to form. Goodness, if he just kind of sticks with what he's been doing. Eh. So this year, knowing that Alvin Kamara most likely will be suspended, who has more points at the end of the year? Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. I'm taking Barkley. I'm I'm taking Barkley as well, and I 
I have a dynasty team that has them both. I actually kind of went hard for Barkley in a couple dynasty leagues this last year. So fingers crossed that he can come back and put up some decent numbers. But he's just got that McCaffrey thing going on where they have to hundred percent hear you. That poor guy, man, just has to carry that team and it's just travesty. And it's just like he will play his heart out for you on your fantasy team, but man, I mean his injuries follow. It just you want to see him be good because he is just huge and he just runs guys over. But yeah. Matt, you were up at 207. What did you do there? Uh, So I went with my first running back. Um, After Tyreek, I needed to get back on that train. And I went with DeAndre Swift. I really like DeAndre Swift. Um, I think uh, he's going to have a really stellar year. Uh, You know, Lions, obviously their record doesn't reflect how well they were playing because towards the end, they were getting, they were firing it up. Uh, A lot of the games they did lose were, you know, record-setting field goals, uh, overtime losses. Um, Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. He's not good in fantasy, but he's not a bad quarterback and he should be able to wrangle that team together. And hopefully they figure some things out. Uh, I like Deandre Swift a lot. I think he's going to be a stud for a number of years, uh, especially in dynasty and getting Jamal Williams. You can get him cheap. And when he does start, when Deandre's out, you have a high RB two right at the gate. Uh, Jamal Williams, when he fills in is, seems like he's always getting between 15 and 25 points. He gets a couple touchdowns. He just busts his ass because he knows he's the workhorse for an entire game. Yeah, and I think that even when the Lions are not winning, Swift can still be a very good, you know, he doesn't get game scripted out to that. He can catch the ball. He'll get, you know, a lot of passes, a lot of dump offs. So I think, yeah, I think I'm really a big fan of his too. Yeah. Um, A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel were the next two off the board. Um, studs, right? Not, I mean. Sure. Um, I was up for my second round, and I went Antonio Gibson. Um, one, I can't quit him. I have him everywhere. Um, two, at the time, it was still, we did this about a week ago, and at the time, Melvin Gordon was still pretty much rumored to go back to Denver because I was between Antonio Gibson and Javonta Williams. Um, also, I'm not sure, did Mc, was McKissick back yet? Did he? Remember As he was resigned? Re- yeah. I think he was. I think he was back when we did it. But I, I went Antonio Gibson. I'm, I'm happy with that. I think that they want to get him the ball a lot. Hopefully they'll have some better game scripts and, and he'll do well. After that, the first quarterback, Josh Allen, went off the board. Too early for me for a quarterback. How do you guys feel? I mean, Josh Allen is a stud, but... Yeah, it's interesting because then I, I, I'm, you know, I was right after that and I would have strongly considered him. Yeah, I, I think, you know, it's that same question as tight end. How early do you go? I think he is absolutely elite. He's number one the last two years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're loving that. Um, so, I, you know, I don't mind it. You know, you can go early. Yeah. As a uh, someone who does uh, notoriously draft quarterbacks early. Um, I did have Josh on the last two years and it is something you don't regret. It yeah, is. Yeah. He really will win you your week. Um, you know, he can go into a game Monday night and you can be down 35 and you feel like you have in the bag because That's he'll put, point. he'll put up 40 by halftime. Um, he's such an elite quarterback. He is just a point monster. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have bad weeks, but they're few and far between. Um, Legs and, and I, arms, dude. You got both. He, and, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, him and Diggs are on the same page. They love playing together. Um, I think this is a perfectly adequate pick right here for number two, uh, number two team. Joe, you were up. You had the two twelve and the three one. What did you do? Yeah. So with Josh Allen off, that took a little bit of heat off me. Um, CD Lamb, I'm pumped. Nick, I know you love CD Lamb. 
I mean, goodness, Amari Cooper's gone now. He should feast. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, already having JT, a super high running back now, I feel like I have a super high receiver. Um, so I was very happy about that. Now I kind of, I almost surprised myself with, with Mark Andrews. I usually wait on tight end. I feel like I want to get into that nice kind of average pool super late, but Mark Andrews there stud. Um, yeah. Lamar Jackson loves him. I mean, he's a big target. He gets a lot of balls. Um, just uh, having the chance to get the absolute top guy here. I pulled the trigger. Um, since I have a top wide receiver, top running back, I feel like I'm setting myself up to have those top guys in each spot, which yeah. I love. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm gonna try to get depth next, but, um, I, I went for it. He's, he's, I think I like him honestly better than Kelsey. So I was pumped. He was there. Yeah. I actually, want that i am a tight end early guy and mark andrews was going to be my pick that was who i was going to take at the next pick at at three three when you took him um john williams was who i was questioning the pick before he was now there which is funny i thought actually you were going to take him yeah <laughs> and i thought that i would get mark andrews so after you took mark andrews Javante Williams was easy for me sure. i i grabbed him that was happy i was happy with that um Another notable one, Patrick Mahomes went at 3-5, the second quarterback off, and then Matt, you were at the 3-6. Yeah, and you know, at this point, I really wanted another running back. Um, DeAndre Swift's a stud, but I wanted someone else to kind of compliment him, and the fact that Aaron Jones was there, I thought, was kind of a steal. Um, Devontae Adams is gone, um, so I think they're going to kind of have a bunch of scramble plays this year. I don't think these young wide receivers are going to get as open for Aaron as Devontae did so easily. I think there's going to be some... um, some uh, dump passes and i think in like a half point ppr aaron jones could do really well um i was pretty happy to get him right there and knowing that patrick mahomes got drafted right before that uh it seemed like it was going to be a little while before all the quarterbacks were off so i knew i saw a good shot at getting a really highly rated quarterback which was kind of something i was looking forward to like i said i draft him early um i don't usually wait this long so getting one in the fourth was pretty nice, too. Yeah, I think to me, Aaron Jones is kind of the end of the tier of those running backs there. And for me, for my the way I have it going, um, the next guys, I mean, I think there's some really good guys left, but I think Aaron Jones has the upside that, I mean, he always has the possibility to score all those touchdowns and, and do all that. Yeah, and another thing is, like I said, these guys, they get hurt. So these handcuffs right. can be cheap. You can get them in the later rounds. And you have to insure yourself with these running backs. They get yeah. hurt all the time. You can't have, you know, your RB1, RB2s go down and not have a backup plan. So that's another thing to keep in mind, you know, with Aaron Jones handcuffs over there, really easy to pick up. After, after that pick, there was kind of a tight end uh, surge that went. George Kittle went at 3-8. Darren Waller went at 3-11. Kyle Pitts went at 4-6. Um, also, I just want to mention Team 12 went... David Montgomery and J.K. Dobbins on the turn. So they now have Najee Harris, Zeke, David Montgomery, and J.K. Dobbins going right now. So they are they are really uh, going for that running back. <laughs> Not going to have any issues in that department for them. So, Matt, you're up at the fourth, four, seven, and you did go quarterback here. Yeah, you know, I had to get Justin Herbert. Um, I think he's just an absolute stud. Um, that offense has been was clicking all last year. A uh, couple games that were not fantastic fantasy wise, he did look a little off, but you have most of that offense returning. They're going to compete in that uh, AFC West. I think they know they got to put up a bunch of points, and I think he will absolutely be in the top five uh, quarterbacks, no problem. 
um, I was really cool with getting him where I got him. Yeah. Uh, right after Chris Godwin and T Higgins went, which kind of devastated me, I felt that I had kind of limited myself going three running backs in a row that I really needed a wide receiver or a tight end. I was thinking TJ Hawkinson, but I kind of thought it was early. I was really hoping one of Kittle, Waller, Pitts would get back to me. Um, and then when the wide receivers went, I went Amari Cooper, which is kind of out of left field for me, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that his first year with a new team, he does well. He doesn't usually get lazy until a little bit later. <laughs> so um, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of panicked when all the tight ends went. Um, I was thinking, Joe, you'll be up here. I I was thinking about your guy, but I just liked the quarterback a little bit better. Unless he gets suspended too, if Watson ends up getting suspended. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I thought you were going, um, I thought you were going DJ Moore, but we touched on it last podcast. Cooper (laughs) should be good there. Watson should be good there. It is Cleveland. It's just hasn't worked out recently or ever, but. On paper, this team looks like it is going to put up so many damn points. And then you just look, it's in Cleveland. And it's right. just that it's that curse. And right. so right. it's it could go either way. And either one, we're not going to be surprised. They're like, oh, and 16. It's like, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, you had the turn 412-51. Yeah, so I did take DJ Moore when you left him alone. Um, I was still thinking about quarterback here, but I think I, I'm waiting on value at this point. Um, some of those guys, those names I really loved, Herbert, Allen, you know, they're gone. I think I can wait a little bit. So I'm going to, I'm going to fill out some depth here. So I went DJ Moore, um, who I'm excited about. Um, yeah, the wide receivers, you know, Moore, Waddle, Robinson. I like all those guys. I just feel like Moore has been the more consistent. I mean, Waddle's small sample size, but more has just been so consistent with mediocre at best quarterback right. play. Right. So, you know, Nothing changes there. He's still got Sam Darnold as of now, right? So I think he kind of maintains that same production. He's been putting it up. So I feel good about having him. And then I went with Leonard Fournette. Um, we talked about him last time, how he has these weird up and down years. Uh, you know, one year is good, one year is bad. But he's still in a really good situation there in Tampa. He's going to get his. I think this is the year he breaks the trend of every other year. I think he just does what he did last year, if not better. So, uh, I, you know, I feel like my... My players are pretty well-rounded now. I got Jonathan Taylor and Leonard Fournette hanging out with C.D. Lamb and D.J. Moore and Mark Andrews as tight end, so I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really like the Leonard Fournette pick, and yeah, I do like D.J. Moore. I was between him and Amari Cooper, but um, it came back to me, and realistically, Brees Hall still on the board. Miles Sanders is still on the board. So looking back, I would have loved to have taken one of the tight ends, Kittle, Waller, or Pitts at three instead of Javante Williams. If I would have known, I could have come back here and got Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, one of those guys. I didn't do that. So I have the three running backs. I kind of punting tight end right now. So I went with Jalen Waddle. Um, kind of just excited to see what he's going to do this year. I know that Tyreek is going to play into that, but I think that they can support two wide receivers. So I'm happy to have Jalen Waddles, my wide receiver too. Matty, you were up next at six. What did you do? Uh, so at six, I was actually looking wide receiver. Um, and I was actually saw that, uh, Jerry Judy was, or was available up until the draft right before mine and someone snagged him. So, 
at this point. Um, I don't know. I'm not 100% on my running backs. I do like him, but Travis Etienne was there, and I do like him a lot this year. I can't tell you exactly why. I think he's going to absolutely get about 70% of touches if he's healthy. The guy is a beast. He yeah. had, obviously, it was such a bummer last year. He got hurt, didn't get to play. Um, Jacksonville's done nothing but bulk up that entire offense. Um, I think they're going to be within the five yard line and he's going to punch it. And I think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns this year. And I think he's going to outshine uh, James Robinson quite a bit. Um, especially if for some reason they're good. Uh, I think he's going to uh, do very well in fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like him a lot too. Right after that pick Brees Hall, the first rookie rookie of the year, or uh, this draft went, he went right there at um, five, seven, um, came back around, had some quarterbacks go off the board, came back to you, Maddie, in the sixth. What did you do? Uh, so I went with Brandon Ayuk. Um, this one I wasn't 100% comfortable on, but he really did start to shine at the end of last year. Seemed like he was uh, figuring things out, um, you know, to compliment Debo on that offense. I don't think uh, Shanahan's going to forget that. I think he's going to absolutely incorporate him a lot more. Um, having him this late and my number two, I knew I could be a little risky considering Tyreek's probably going to have a couple 30-plus point weeks that Brandon Ayuk didn't exactly have to be a wide receiver one for me to win. Um, so he was available, so I picked him right up. Yeah, I think that he, he has the opportunity to to do big things. Um, so I, I like to pick for you. I was needing to go wide receiver as well. I went Michael Pittman. I'm hoping that Matt Ryan can really bring some stuff out in him. My wide receivers, I'm not happy with, you know, Amari Cooper, Waddle, Pittman. They all kind of have some question marks. So I kind of just wanted to add somebody else to it. Hopefully, you know, I'll be able to get two of those guys to hit. Um, coming back to you, Joe, on the turn, you had six twelve and seven one. Yeah, we're kind of in that. And this is where we start to get to some question marks. Like we're all for the first time being kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, happy most of the way. So I, I went Damian Harris. Um, I broke the rule: you don't draft Patriots running backs just because you never know. Um, they can they can use anyone. Um. They don't usually have the bell cow and it can be maddening, but uh, I really like what Damian Harris did. They trusted him, you know, the snow game. They trusted him. They, uh, they trust him at the goal line. He gets a lot of those carries. So I think he'll be he'll be good. I, I more or less ignored the rookies in this draft just because we don't know where they're going yet. Right. So, you know, we're in that area. You know, we talked about Brees already. There could be some other guys going depending on where they land. I might have been all over that, but this feels like a somewhat safe pick that he'll maybe not be a stud and may share some carries, but he'll do okay. So anyways, Damian Harris there, um, not, not too shabby for a third running back. And then I feel like I got my value pick. I think Russell Wilson has the potential to be one, two or three this year and to get him in the seventh. I mean, geez, that's why I waited. So why well, I might've preferred to have Josh Allen or Herbert or something like that. Um, uh, the value for me is delightful. So Russell Wilson in the seventh, give me that. Yeah, I've many, many times said that I think Russell Wilson is one of the top NFL quarterbacks in the league. I mean, mm -hmm. if your team's down when there's 45 seconds on the clock, you, yeah, I mean, as a Niners fan, we saw it all the time. We had to play against him all the time. I think he's one of the best. I haven't been a fan of him in fantasy, but I think a lot of that's Pete Carroll's fault. So I agree. I think this year, he, that's a steal. He yeah. is so frustrating to play against in fantasy because you he was like Drew Brees in the fact you have to get triple zeros up there to know that you're not getting anything from him because if there's 90 seconds left, 
he's going to get about another touchdown, another 140 yards. He'll probably get a bonus in leagues that have bonuses. You just got to know he can get 20 points, to, you know, drop the hat. So yeah. it is terrifying. For sure. I just felt there was too many games for my liking in Seattle where he wasn't even hitting the 20 point mark. There was games where he was hitting a 50 point mark and he'd have like three of those. That's true. Right. And then he'd have games where Pete Carroll was, we're running the ball. We're running the ball. I don't care what's going on. End of the year. He's, he's way up there every right. time, but you're right. Like it's not consistently. Right. Exactly. Right. A lot of that is, league, you know, 150 points that he got in three games. Right. You know, so I, I agree. I think that's a steal. I think he's going to, and Rogers is still there, and you know I'm a Rogers guy. I know, I know. I was actually just looking at but that that Rogers was still available. I just can't read the weapons that Russ has. That situation, I just love too much fantasy wise. Um, for me in the seventh, I was thinking I was going to try to wait and get Gasicki, but I already had Waddle, so I wasn't sure. And then Goddard was sitting there, so I was happy to draft a tight end and not punt it entirely. But it's probably too early for for Dallas Goddard. But I'm happy. I mean, he is he's a consistent, um, you know, pass catcher for the Eagles, and you know, I'm I'm hoping he'll he'll do fine. So I don't hate having Dallas Goddard there. But like I had already said, I would much rather have one of the top guys. Yeah, this is the first one I I noted that I didn't like. I, I this is the first time I'm going to hate on your picks because I really like your team so far. But to me, the next five tight ends tight ends seem just as good to me so i didn't fully understand i know you don't want to get you don't want to wait too long but it's kind of i don't know i think a lot of the other guys left to me were touchdown dependent mm-hmm. uh, especially like dawson knox i think it was the next one to go right um i think that a lot of their value comes from touchdowns and touchdowns aren't sticky you can yeah. have nine one year and you can have two the next year i feel like That's i fair. feel like dallas goddard was the next tight end that wasn't going to be fully tight end available. He could have a decent amount of catches and decent number of yards. And I love my tight end, so I needed one. <laughs> and, you know, Jalen Hurts has a really good rapport with him. Um, he tries to get him ball a lot. And, uh, you know, those young quarterbacks, when they're having a bad game, they start looking for those, you know, eight to ten yards out quick. They go for the big guy that can, yeah. you know, secure the ball. Um, I think you guys are right. It's, he falls right in that middle where it is – slightly touchdown dependent but the thing is he is going to have those games where he gets 10 targets you right. know it's just game script dependent but he is a he's a talent and i think he'll uh i think at seven that's about you're probably going to get that kind of value out of him right and, and I'm, I'm happy with it but yeah it was it felt a little gross <laughs> there are those picks maddie you're up at seven six yeah i went with robert woods uh bobby trees i'm very eager to see what he does in tennessee this is a very risky pick uh he could go there and his career could die him and Tannehill can get on the same page maybe aj brown just starts going absolutely crazy and they just give it to king henry after that but that being said you know he is going to be my third wide receiver he's a flex territory for me um you know between him and travis etienne being in my flex i thought that was pretty sweet um do I think he's gonna have a massive year? No, but I think there's gonna be those games where I'm like, wow, that guy could have been easily my wide receiver one. But uh, flex territory felt pretty comfortable for me. Yeah, I think that he's so consistent that I'm hoping he'll just be kind of a calmingness for the team in general, and and he'll have a really good year. I really like Robert Woods. Um, let's kind of just instead of going through each pick by pick, let's kind of just kind of look at the teams. I'm just gonna, Maddie, right now you went Tyreek. DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Justin Herbert, Travis Etienne, Brandon Ayuk, and Robbie Trees. So you got your tight end next, and then you kind of tell me about some of your depth pieces that you did here going through the rest of it. 
Well, I'm a big fan of Tony Pollard, so I picked him up. Um, I think that for some reason, there's just a lot less volume going on with Zeke, especially when you're getting the same kind of value out of Tony Pollard. Uh, just having him stashed on your bench and knowing that if Zeke goes down, you have an RB1 right away. He and is one of those plug and plays. You got it's, Tony Pollard in the ninth, and Zeke went 2 1. So exactly. I mean, yeah. And there's not, I mean, yeah, Zeke could have the capability to go for a big year, but I don't think there's going to be seven rounds worth of, you know, right. uh, points there. Um, after that, I jumped over on a, you want me to go just the next Yeah, one? yeah. Uh, so um, I want Gabriel Davis. Uh, that was another risky pick, uh, but the way he finished out the year was so much fun that maybe, you know, the coaching staff and Josh Allen's like, wow, there's something really here if we're not going to right. digs all the time. So I was happy to pick him up. Uh, that's kind of a shot in the dark. We'll see what happens. Uh, after that, I went way too early on a defense, but the, the Rams were available. I mean, all they were all available. But uh, I just really like having a good defense, a consistent defense. And it is risky to pick something early because the really good defense you pick up could be absolutely garbage, and you might be streaming them by week three. Uh, I think you know the Rams are coming hot off the Super Bowl, and they're going to try and get right back there. And I felt pretty comfortable with that. Uh, I self admit that that was an early pick, but I'm okay with it. Uh, after that, in round 12, I picked up a uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I do like having two quarterbacks. Um, you just immediately, some people like just kind of pick them up week by week. But with Tannehill picking up uh, Bobby Trees and having that potential stack maybe on a bye week, I did enjoy that. So having him available. And Tannehill always ends up in the top 15 somehow. Yeah, he's just, yeah. it is that consistent. He's not going to have a 50 point week, like, you know, Herbert or Mahomes, but he will get you 25. And sometimes that's all you need from your quarterback. And then after that, I had to get my second round cuff. Jamal Williams was available. Uh, like I said before, you know, keep an eye out for those handcuffs, but also cheap handcuffs. He is available in so many, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14th rounds that when you have a stud like DeAndre Swift, and you have the ability to plug in his cuff and Jamal Williams will have a very, very comfortable uh, game. I think it was just an opportunity to pick him up. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that that's a great last pick to get to get a cuff there. And um, I don't hate the defense early. Um, Joe didn't even take a defense. Spoiler alert. So <laughs> right, yeah. he probably hates it. But, you know, the guys that were going around there are all crazy hit or miss guys i mean you know if one of them does that thing where they're jump up and they're a wide receiver one and no one expected it yeah it looks silly but looking at the board there's not anybody that just jumps out like oh man you picked that over this guy so i don't it, hate it, it i was at that weird point in my lineup where i'm like yeah i could just fill this spot right there yeah, and, I've, and totally. it's a it's a, it's a possible number one in the position and to have number one in any kind of position is always nice so for my team, I'm sitting, I got three running backs. I went Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, Devonta Williams. I got three wide receivers, Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddell, and Michael Pittman. Like I mentioned, I just went tight end. I got Dallas Goddard. When it came back to me, I went Chase Edmonds. I think he has the opportunity to be a really hot back in Miami. Miles um, Gaskins is still there, but he didn't really prove himself that great. Plus, with a new coaching staff, you know, Chase Edmonds was brought in by this new coaching staff. Um, you know, he catches the ball. He surprisingly actually runs up the middle pretty well, too. So um, I'm happy with that as my running back four. I'm OK. I finally went quarterback. I did go to Sean Watson. Um, I don't know. I have no clue what's going on with the suspensions. Um, 
and he's playing in Cleveland. I mean, they have those snow games, so it could end up being nothing. So I also backed him up with Tom Brady. So I feel really like good. Move. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel really good having both those quarterbacks and I waited really late. Um, I took the rookie Jamison Williams, just kind of hoping that he goes to Green Bay. Um, that, was, that was like my only thought. Like you said, when we don't know where they're going, it's it's yeah, kind of tough. tough. Um, and then uh, I did another tight end. I went Albert Okwebego, <laughs> Albert O, who I'm hoping we'll see how Russ decided. You know, he's now Russell's throwing to him. Um, Noah Fant got shipped out. Albert O is kind of the de facto number one there. So this late, I'll be I'll be happy just to kind of see what he does and and you know may know soon if he's not getting the ball cut him pick somebody else up and then i went the washington football commanders just because uh you know you got to have a defense so overall i'm happy i'm glad that i was able to get tom brady to back up Deshaun watson but joe you're sitting here you got jonathan taylor cd lamb mark andrews dj moore leonard Fournette. i love that start that is just so big yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson, really good. And then, yeah, I I don't hate Damian Harris there either. Um, tell us about how you kind of filled out the rest of your roster. Yeah, so with with what's left here, this, this is why I kind of felt okay going early on tight end and early-ish on QB. I mean, seventh round, I guess. It's not even that early. But I felt okay doing that there because at the eighth and ninth rounds, I got I got Hunter Renfro, which is not like a super sexy name. Like, he's not DK Metcalf. <laughs> you know, he's not, a, he's this little dude, but He's so good, and he got such a great rapport with Carr last year. You know, Ruggs is obviously out of the picture, and he showed he could handle that yeah. volume. You know, when Waller wasn't doing all that well or was hurt, he stepped up big, and he put up great numbers. Now he has McDaniel, Josh McDaniel as his coach, who did some decent things with Edelman and Wes Welker. So yeah. if he can do that with, with Renfro, that could be a heck of a pick. So I, I feel great about that, and then, you know, I went on and on about Juju last podcast huge upside. I mean, wide receiver one with Mahomes. What what more do you want yeah. there? Um so a ninth round pick for that guy just feels beautiful. So add a little depth at receiver and then uh you know, I'm so happy with my starting roster that, you know, I went with a little security, took Stevenson like Matt said, super important to cuff those guys. You know, that could burn me if Harris and Stevenson are in a split and it's like, ah, I hate that. You don't know who to play. But if one or the other guy takes off, I'm feeling really good. Right. If one gets hurt, I'm feeling really good. Um, so did a little security there. Didn't bother to take a defense. Normally, we'd have a few more rounds, and I'd take them later. Um, there have been drafts where I go the entire draft and don't take a defense. I, I just would rather see, like, hey, let's speculate on these guys. Let's get through camp, see what they're going to do. Eh, I'll pick out a defense, and I usually stream my defense anyways. Yeah. So uh, I don't have a problem not taking a defense there. Um, I thought I got my last pick, I got. I thought I got crazy value. Zach Ertz in the eleventh. Um, he's been a top ten tight end in five of the last six seasons. Only played eleven games in the year that he wasn't. Yes, he's getting older, but as a tight end too in the eleventh. Yeah, fantastic. And hot offense too. Like yeah, Kyler Murray's just gonna air yeah. the ball out. Totally. Um, I think Connor's gonna regress as the running back there quite a bit. So I think they are gonna go to less short passes. And I think uh, Zach Ertz is yeah, it's tremendous value at that point. It's a fun draft. It's way too early, but it's yeah, never it too is. early. <laughs> it is way too early, though. It yeah. is, you know, especially when, like you said, the rookies don't even have landing spots, and it's it's kind of crazy. But it was fun. 
Yeah. And I would like to, you know, maybe the next one we can get some of our Patreon people involved to do it with us. That way you have more, you know, some more live people instead of, uh, you know, having sleeper do it. But uh, it was fun. I'm going to put uh, our our rosters on Discord probably tomorrow sometime. And we'd love to have our Patreon people vote. Let us know who you like. And uh, loser will take a shot. We'll We'll stand up to that. We'll do it. Yeah, throw it out there. What shot do you want to see the loser take? Oh, yeah. Good what one. temperature good do you one. want him to take it at? I mean, oh, just, no. Um, come on, Discord. Mm. Give us some good ideas. Microwaved silver tequila from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Speaking of taking shots, let's get into our drunken trade of the week. This is brought to you by At Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. And this is a pretty... I don't know. This is just basically, do you guys use trades calculators at all? Have you ever? Um, yeah, I've acknowledged them. I don't, will not go verbatim. It gives me an idea of what kind of draft or what kind of trade I want to make. Yeah. But um, I have seen them use, it seems like they're trying their best and they're onto something, but it's mostly, you know, it's calculated. I think that they're nice to kind of get you in a ballpark sometimes if you're not sure what somebody's worth. Um, but they're definitely not the, you know, end all be all to it but so this is this is a guy he posted this and it's it's not actually it was just it's a text message thread and it starts off would you have any interest in trading chase for a massive amount of draft capital jamar chase and the guy says yeah i'm always interested in hearing offers and he says okay fantasy pros list chase at 73 points Here's a collection of picks that hits that number exactly. 22 uh, pick round two, pick one, 22 round two, pick four, round three, pick one, and at 23 seconds. (laughs) So you get two seconds this year, a second next year, and the 3.1 for Jamar Chase. And that's the issue with these trade calculators. Like, you know what? First of all, Chase is going to have just a stellar career. So you're already looking like in fantasy wise, I'm there. You can't do much better than that. And I didn't mention, but it is a dynasty league. I mean, so. Yeah. And there's no way there's person. They don't, they won't improve that position at all. And so there's no point in any of this, unless you're doing a complete rebuild, which even then you're going to want way more than that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's frustrating. Jamar Chase, in my opinion, you have to be two firsts plus like a top wide receiver, like maybe a little bit older. But I mean, I maybe I someone have, past their prime a little bit. Yeah, I have Chase in a couple leagues and he's basically untouchable. I mean, yeah, you I did in our, our most recent dynasty league that we're all in. I traded three firsts for CD lamb. Yeah. And. It was a bit of an overpay at the time, but I'm I'm still happy with it, especially now that Amari Cooper's left. But I also was able to pull off some magic last year on the draft, and I have Jamar Chase. And I I wouldn't I mean three first I don't even know if that would be enough to get me to do it. Yeah. Uh this one is a quick turn down decline. <laughs> like it's yeah. I, I it's not even worth a counter offer at this point. Shout you're, out to like shout out to the dude for like Giving something good to look at, though. Like, yeah, check these numbers yeah. out. Like, oh, all right. So he's not completely crazy. Something somewhere told him that it was. It's like, okay, okay. Like she's got something to back it up. Yeah, like I'll give him credit for that. That's yeah, hard no, but 
points for creativity. <laughs> there we go. It's it's yeah, I mean, it's awful to me. I mean, that's just to and, even. And then he says, you know, not that it really matters, but you know, it's twenty three second depending on where he finishes that year. There's a chance that he's giving up seventy seven points of value. <laughs> so now he's overpaying. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's the thing you're risking with a lot of draft picks too in a dynasty league is. Those are seeds. You have, hopefully they grow into something on your fantasy team that can be worthwhile. When someone's already proven their worth in the NFL, um, you know, Chase is top five immediately, yeah. and you already know. So that, that number's there. The, all, everything else is a risk. And so, yeah, you have to know you're going to get uh, something back for that. And with Chase, there's not many upgrades there. And second-round picks, I mean, you know, we've been doing Dynasty for a few years now. Like, first-round picks aren't gonna hit every time i mean we've all done you know drafted somebody that i drafted Keyshawn vaughn a couple years ago at like one nine or something right yeah done absolutely nothing so but then seconds i mean they're just as big of a lotto ticket and uh consensus number one wide receiver in dynasty like draft leagues right now it would be chase or justin jefferson what do you think yeah, oh, I hundred percent. For me, it's Chase. Yeah, I would, sure. I would go Chase too. But I've also don't have Justin Jefferson on the team, so I've never fully experienced right. the the weekly. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think those are the two though. I think he nailed. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much where I'd put him. Yeah. So three seconds and a third's not not enough. I'm doing shit. Not doing it. <laughs> um. We did get a new old Patreon supporter today. Shout out to Nick Forbes. He had rejoined Patreon today. Actually, I saw him at Burgers and Brew, and he did that because he uh, he stopped doing it for a little while. He's back. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I think that's about it, guys. You know, let us know if you like today's show. If you are on Patreon, please be checking the Discord for the next couple of days. We're gonna have that stuff out there. Um, vote for the best team. Hopefully, my team. Actually, I'm good with first or second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to take the shot. Um, thanks to everyone listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. Got some different, decent information for us. Hope you liked our mock draft. Um, we'd love to hear any feedback if you have. Reach out to us at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. Um, shout out to our Patreon members. Thanks for supporting us. And we're going to get some more bonus material and Discord and stuff going up here pretty quick. Uh, anything else, guys, on the way out? Uh, not much. Easily my earliest mock draft. I was actually going to ask you guys, how long do you wait until you start mock drafting? I because personally I try to wait as long as I can. I get to about probably before the Fourth of July and I start itching and I start going on doing a quick you know automated draft. And so I've been known to do one after the the NFL draft, yeah, just to kind of see you know educate myself where these guys went and then play around with it a little bit. Um, But yeah, then I I'm usually breaking until later. (laughs) One year I went really hard. I did so many mock drafts that I like knew what my team was to like almost to a T, you know, I just yeah. knew like I get this guy, this round, this guy, this round. And then I showed up for Keystone draft <laughs> and that went so far out the window. Yeah. That draft is absolutely a wild card that I was like, I'm not going to do a lot of mock drafts. Just so I don't, tilt. <laughs> I don't, I don't do as many as I used to just so, because. Yeah. I think that, well, I think that brings up a good point. That's a good take home message for people. When you, when you, do these mocks 
you should mock with a purpose. So don't just, Ooh, this was fun. Ooh, this guy. Cool. Or keep getting that same lineup over and over again. You say, okay, well, why don't I take this quarterback early here? Yeah. Let's see how the rest of my team plays out based on where my position is. Or let me just go, you know, zero running back. I hate that strategy, but some people can make it work and see based on where you might be, what would work. And then I think that works best, of course, once you already know your spot, because then you can really do a bunch from that position and figure out what's going to work for you. Yeah. Once I find out my draft pick, that's when it shit gets hairy. That is like usually it's like a, you know, shout out to fantasy pros that just easily automated how you like to structure your lineup and you can just go in and you can knock out a draft in 90 seconds and you can kind of get a ballpark idea of like, okay, and then like kind of mess around with it a little bit. So once I know my draft position, it absolutely gets hairy. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying, like do the go tight end super early, go quarterback super early, go the no running back just to see some of those things and see what would happen. Because I remember the year I did it, I was so on tilt because I had done the same draft, like almost didn't like just worked out. I was like, Oh, I'm getting this guy in round eight. I'm getting, you know, (laughs) and then that person was gone in round six. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) you know, so yeah, that, that is definitely a good point. Use it to, you know, experiment and try some things. Don't do what I did and get in the same pattern over and over again. Plus, I would like to get some of our Patreon members to do some of these, you know, where we're doing it. So you're actually getting humans to do it all the time and can kind of see some of that. Also, I'm getting a mock for a purpose bumper stickers made because that is my favorite thing I've heard in a long <laughs> That's time. Awesome. Everyone mock with a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I just one thing that I want to I do want to mention today. Uh, it's that time of year where you're going to start hearing some crazy stuff coming out of NFL teams, coming from agents, coming from the media. It's, you know, we're getting so close to the NFL draft. People start telling weird stories and weird stuff. And, you know, so just be careful who you're listening to for a little bit. Let's get through the draft. Let's actually see where all these rookies end up and, and do that. I don't know how some dynasty leagues draft before the NFL draft. That just doesn't seem fun to me. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a Christmas present situation where you have someone and you, I guess you root for him at the draft. I guess that's the point. Like you, it makes you want to watch the NFL draft more, but that can be the only, you know, but upside. It, I mean, your, your pick is already a lottery ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you're making it even more like, uh, Oh, I drafted this guy with the one, two and, he went to a team that already has three running backs. Great. Right. Just seems, yeah, seems awful. Like yeah, I'm with you. Cheers, everybody. We appreciate you. Tip your bartender. Later. Dear friends. Cheers.